Powerful Word of God. Can change lives, heal broken hearts, save man's soul. Lord Jesus, today, speak to me. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, mercy. I just feel, <clears throat> I feel the need to pray. Would you join me? Father, uh, I've <clears throat> been praying all weekend. I've been praying for Sarah. I've been praying for our youth ministry. I've been praying for this church. Now I heard from you. I expressed that to Sarah this morning, but she's convinced that you also have spoken to her heart. And so, God, I want to honor that in her life. And, Father, I just pray now that you will uh, help us as a church uh, pull together and be the church. Uh, Father, that we would continue as we always have in uh, pouring our hearts toward the hearts of our young people our church can grow Lord as we reach little kiddos for Christ and so we've got to do as good a job if not better and Father may we do so with the understanding that they need Christ and they need him in their life. And so, Father, I thank you again for Sarah. I thank you for her time here. And though as short as it is, uh, the impact that she's made. And uh, she'll be missed. And so, God, we uh, begin a process that we want to put in your hands and seek your wisdom and seek your guidance as always. And, Lord, just keep blessing our church. In your name we pray. Amen. Prayer. Something that we need to do better, perhaps. Maybe you're, you know, uh, uh, an MVP in prayer. I don't know. Maybe you've got the world championship uh, belt in prayer. I know I'm still learning. I know I need to spend a lot more time than I do in prayer. I get sidetracked. Don't know if you do, but I do. Today I want us to look at a piece of the Lord's Prayer that Jesus dealt with forgiveness. Probably the most difficult piece in our Christian walk is this idea in this area of forgiveness. There's times when I have a difficult time with forgiveness. Do any of you? Or or am I the only one? I I was hoping the hand or two would go up. And yet it's the most important piece to your deepening, developing relationship with Christ. I want to have the forgiving spirit in me that Jesus had when he looked down from the cross and said, Father, forgive them, 
for they know not what they do. I'm not there yet, but I'm sure trying to get there. So in Luke chapter 11, I'm going to read 13 verses and then give you three or four points here on these verses. But I want to help you, hopefully today, leave here understanding how forgiveness can oil this human machine. It can, it can launch you in a way that nothing else can. It's absolutely amazing what can happen with the power of forgiveness. Well, let's start at verse 1. It happened that while Jesus was praying in a certain place after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John also taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves also forgive everyone who is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation. A little different than Matthew's version, but yet contains the same information. Let's continue on in verse 5. Then he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him at midnight and says to him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me from a journey and I have nothing to set before him. And from inside he answers and says, Do not bother me. The door has already been shut and my children and I are in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. Verse 8, I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is in his, he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds and to him who knocks it will be opened. Now suppose one of your fathers is asked by his son for a fish. He will not give him a snake instead of a fish, will he? Or if he has asked for an egg, he will not give him a scorpion, will he? If you then, being evil, how know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? A Gallup poll asked Americans what they try to do when wronged. 48% said they tried to forgive. 80% percent no let me back up eight percent that's a little bit different eight percent said they try to get even so in our minds at least forgiveness wins over revenge six to one because i believe that forgiveness is a great idea it is hard to forgive though when people have wronged you And they have wronged you a second time and maybe a third time and maybe a fourth time. It gets difficult to forgive. I feel so much like Peter when I, when Peter went to Jesus and said, so how many times are we supposed to do this? Hoping that Jesus would say, oh, you've done enough. And so Jesus says to him, just ten times. Isn't that what your Bible said Jesus said? Okay, twenty times. More? Seventy times. No, more. A hundred and... I can't add. hundred and forty-nine? Is that right? 
Seventy times seventy would be a hundred and forty nine. So it'd be four hundred and ninety times. And then I'm done. And I don't have to forgive anymore. <laughs> Forgiveness is the oil that lubricates our soul. Without it, all of life becomes squeaky. Lewis Smeeds said, God invented forgiveness as a remedy to the past that even he could not change. See, God could change our past, but you need your past to launch your future. Don't let the past hold you down. Don't let the past drag you down. Don't let the past hold you back. Let it be the launching pad for your future. I can't change yesterday, but I can be today. I can do today. I know in my own life I've received a lot of forgiveness and a lot of mercy. And it humbles you when you receive that. Jesus said, when asked how to pray, Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. That's at the heart of the Lord's Prayer. We come face to face with the importance of forgiveness. Let me give you four ways we do that. Number one, forgiveness is a freedom experienced. It's a happy day in a person's life when we come to recognize the insufficient credit of our insufficient funds. Matthew says, forgive our debts. Luke says, forgive our sins. Some churches say, forgive our trespasses. But by any translation, we wind up in the need of someone beyond us to do something for us that we cannot do ourselves. Can't do it. Once upon a time, a man found himself billions of dollars in debt. How he got that way, nobody knows. Jesus tells the story, it would have taken the annual income of five countries just to pay the interest on what he owed. Yet when called on the carpet of accountability, this self-sufficient, positive-thinking entrepreneur pleads for more time to save himself. He is yet to grasp that insufficiency of his self-sufficient funds. And just as listeners wait for the hammer of justice to crush, the king steps in, cancels the debt, gives him a full pardon, and Jesus says, God is like that. Forgives our debts. Max Lucado in chapter of his book, Credit Where Credit is Due, tells about his dad handing him a credit card on the day he left for college. It didn't have my name on it, Max said. It had his. And his only instructions to me were, be careful how you use it. Months went by and I never used it, said Max Lucado. 
Then one day I skipped class, slipped off to another city to see a girl I liked, and managed to rear-end a car on my, way, on my return trip to college. I can still feel the embarrassment when I made that collect call home. Collect call home. After listening to my feeble confession, my dad said, Well, these things happen. That's why I gave you that card. I hope you've learned a lesson. We err and stray from God's way like lost sheep. We follow too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We do things which we ought not to do and leave undone the things that we should be doing. But it is the nature of God to give us credit where credit's not due. Second thing I want you to take away from the text today is in the name of Jesus Christ, we're forgiven. Forgiveness is not cheap. God does not excuse us. Pamper us, indulge us, tolerate us. He forgives us. The cost is more than we can pay. The gift is more than we could ever imagine. A dad had a 24-year-old son that was undergoing surgery to replace an aortic heart valve. On the morning of the surgery, dad stood by his bed and he said, Son, are you afraid? He said, Yes. Dad was concerned as well. And Dad leaned over to the son to give him a fatherly hug of of assurance. And he said, Son, I wish I could take your place in surgery today. And the boy said, I wish you could. I wish you would. (laughs) But you know, that's exactly what God does for us in the form of Jesus Christ. We should have hung on the cross. We should have died for sin. But He took our place. He took our place. And even though the dead is deep, Jesus paid it all. Upon the cross of Jesus, my eye at times can see the very dying form of one who suffered there for me. And from my stricken heart with tears, two wonders I confess, the wonders of redeeming love In my unworthiness. Forgiveness is free. Richard Foster wrote a book on discipline. He tells about a lady who approached him following a lecture on prayer and began in rapid fire sequence to tell him all the troubles of her life. As I listened, said Richard Foster, God said to me, tell her that her sins are forgiven. So, I did. She never stopped. For the second time, I said, Ma'am, your sins are forgiven. She kept going. The third time, I took her shoulders. I looked directly in her eyes and said, Look at me. I'm trying to tell you that your sins are forgiven. She stopped in mid-sentence. What did you say? Your sins are forgiven. In shock, she looked at him and said, They are? Because see, once we've received forgiveness of Christ, from Christ of our sin, we've gone to the cross. He's taken our sins. We oftentimes don't believe Him. We keep them. 
At 63 years old, I keep picking up sins at the cross that I've laid there and walking away with them when I need to leave them at the cross. Third thing I want you to take away today is forgiveness is a gift empowered. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Or as the little child mistakenly misunderstood the prayer, said, forgive us our trash cans as we forgive those who put trash in our cans. A lady named Doris Donnelly said, forgiveness is an empowered form of giving. Wow, isn't that a great thought? A gift is a present of favor and offering, and we do not earn gifts, we are given gifts. People don't earn gifts, they're offered gifts. A gift is just that. It's a gift. No one, nobody can demand forgiveness. We only give forgiveness. If there is any ought, if there is ought of opportunity, not ought of obligation. Powerful musical, Les Miserables. Jean Valjean, I hope I'm saying his name right is paroled after 19 years of imprisonment for stealing a loaf of bread. The years had turned Jean into a hardened criminal. And after wandering around the community, the Bishop of Dingay, I think I'm saying that right, finally takes him in and serves him supper, makes his bed, and treats him with the utmost hospitality. Jean rewards the Bishop's kindness by making off with all the silver in the middle of the night. The next morning before breakfast, there's a knock at the door and the authorities are there and they have arrested Gene and brought him to the bishop for the crime that they believed he did and for that crime to be confirmed. But to everyone's surprise, the bishop hands over the candlesticks and says, Gene, have you forgotten that I gave you these also as well? To a freed man, the bishop says, My brother, you no longer belong to what is evil, but to what is good. I have bought your soul to save it from black thoughts and the spirit of perdition. I give you to God. If we wait until those who harm us are worthy of forgiveness, our hearts will become hard and time will run out. Walter Everett is a pastor of a United Methodist Church in Hartford, Connecticut. And in 1987, his son Scott was murdered at the age of 24 by a neighbor who was at that time 27. Pastor Everett said, I was filled with anger and grief, but I did not want to get stuck in that spot forever. So one day I sat down and I wrote, Mike my son's murderer, a letter. And in it, I said, I forgive you. And eventually, Reverend Everett went to visit Mike in prison. Three years later, he conducted Mike's wedding. Walter Everett now works with Victims' Families for Reconciliation, a group of about 2,000 people nationally who have had family members killed or who oppose the death penalty. 
Forgiveness is an empowered gift. Alexander Pope said to err is human, to forgive divine. If forgiveness is divine, then it is not an act of willpower, but an operation of grace. Some say to me, I just can't forgive. I'm not going to say try harder anymore. And I'm going to add this. Are you able to pray for the grace of God to help you forgive? Because, see, that's really where it is, isn't it? When I've talked to women over the years who've been sexually abused as children, it's left an indelible mark upon their life. It's affected all their relationships, especially if they're married. And they've got to have a very understanding husband. Men that have been abused when they were children. It's easy to get very angry and be angry all the time and strike back like you were struck. But if you can pray for the grace of God to bring forgiveness into your life, wow, and extend forgiveness. How many of you know the name Corey Tinboom? Corey Tinboom has touched the world with her stories of faith when she was in Nazi a Nazi concentration camp. She tells the story of a man who approached her following one of her lectures and said, How grateful I am for your message, Fraulein, to think that, as you say, God washed my sins away. Corey Tinboom recognized him as the guard at Ravensbrook where she and her sister were held and where her sister died. Suddenly all the hurt and the humiliation came flooding Back to me, she says. He thrust out his hand to shake mine, but I was frozen. Lord Jesus, forgive me and help me forgive him. My hand touched his and something empowered me. I discovered that it is not our forgiveness anymore than our own goodness that the world's healing hinges but on His. When He tells us to love our enemies, He gives us, along with the command, the power. Spirit ever plays the flute within inviting us to dance its tune. The Spirit keeps nudging the image of God hidden deep in the soul, reshaping it to look more like the One who fashioned it. The Spirit breathes possibility into impossibility and authorizes us to forgive as God forgives. The world may be at war, but in the midst of the war, you and I can be at peace. In closing, I want to ask you two questions. Number one, where do you need to be forgiven? And number two, whom do you need to forgive? And in the name of Jesus, 
we are forgiven. And by the Holy Spirit, we're empowered to forgive. Isn't it time that we put legs to our prayers? Pray with me, please. Father, I thank you for the message of the hour. This is a difficult message. Because all of us, at some time or another, have been the recipients of forgiveness, and probably multiple times. We've had to extend forgiveness and probably multiple times. You, Father, have told us that if we will but confess our sin to You, You are faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God, I want to be the first today to ask for your forgiveness. I haven't always been the best Christian that you need me to be. I haven't always used the proper words, the graceful, merciful, kind words. I've been sifted by Satan before. Oh, the enemy is a crafty, crafty enemy. But I know that you love me, and I know that I have forgiveness through your Son, Jesus Christ. So, Father, I'm praying that everyone in this room today who has been forgiven of their sins who still struggle in their lives with sin can find a way to reconcile back to you. God, I'm praying that you'll give them strength and courage. And Father, that if there's a person that they need to forgive or be forgiven by, that would happen. But God, more than anything, thank You. Thank You for the forgiveness we have through Your Son, Jesus Christ. And if there's one today that needs to experience that lifting of burden, would they respond in as we share our invitation together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.